0: this week's show a perfect start to the season just what has been the magic formula for rustle boss jimmy anderson gives us the inside track
1: the club were really really supportive with me uh, they probably could have sacked me we obviously survived and then i knew what i wanted to do this season i wanted to play my style of football i felt like if i'm gonna
2: do it i'm gonna do it my way
0: and flourishing after promotion beckham town assistant billy walton tells us all about their fine start
2: the new season the changing room is so important to me the whole changing room want to be there they're not there are just there for the money they, they want to be there they want to play for the club they want to play for the manager There's a great team spirit there at the moment and it's uh, long may it continue
0: hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the kent Only podcast sponsored by nick Cunningham plumbing and heating what a week of fa cup action it was and we're going to be hearing from two sides who continue their perfect starts to the season by booking their spot in the first qualifying round. I'm John phipps who's frankly completely and utterly shattered today. And on the line now is a man who I'm sure is the exact opposite. He's into his second week off work and back safe and sound from the wild, wild west. It's Matt Gerard, of course. How are you, mate?
3: Not bad. Yes, we've been uh, travelling around East Kent with trips to uh, Herne Bay and Whitstable, not to the football grounds. But I did see in Herne Bay a few um sort of like cards in the windows of places saying uh, Herne Bay Supporters Club, earn your discount here. So uh, Herne Bay, I haven't really done spend much time at Herne Bay up on the seafront, but it was a very enjoyable day there. So I quite like Herne Bay. Bay was very nice. Wichstable is Wichstable. So uh, and we ended it with an ice cream, at Re- ice cream at Reculver as well. So we've been traveling around. So it, we, we're recording this late on Wednesday and it's actually supposed to chuck it down because we're going to do another bit more Southeast Kent tour tomorrow. But the weather may put pay to that in some context.
0: Yeah, I've got really fond memories of Herne Bay, actually. I've never really talked about this uh, on the show, but when I was a kid, I've got so many happy memories. We used to live in Surrey on the outskirts of Canterbury. I used to get home from like, school and my dad would get home from work and we'd just go to Herne Bay for a couple of hours. I've spent so many like afternoons and, and evenings in Herne Bay, in those arcades, having a great time. And it's it's a lovely place. And I'm glad to see that the te- the football team is finally putting the town on the map a little bit
3: yeah we've been before but it's quite a nice seafront down there nice little um pier nice long thing and the dog absolutely loves swimming in the sea again so uh i think we're training her up for paris 2024 she does like a swim but it was just a nice day and it was it was busy um yeah it was yeah i, I think um we're blessed where i am living you know the places we live around here but Herm um, Bay goes back on the list for another trip later on i think uh yeah, really enjoyable day out it was with the family really enjoyed it
0: and obviously you're making the most of this uh, the, the, this lovely weather that we've still got at the moment as you say it's supposed to start raining soon but but well, you've obviously picked the best two weeks of the year to have a holiday
3: haven't you yeah we are it was absolutely boiling today i think probably on a par with that big that day we had imbued on the beach really so it was good we were supposed to be doing the um i don't know if you know you probably don't the by sandwich Pfizer's now there's a like an adventure Water park thing, we can do things, but they've had issues with people being sick in it because it's not a like a man-made sort of quarry thing. So uh, we were supposed to do that on Friday, but I don't think we're going to risk it because um people have been uh, exposed to something a bit nasty and they've been told to um isolate because they've had uh, serious diarrhoea and um and sickness. But people I know have been before this before and they said it's great and we did one down in Butte so a little bit disappointed there, but we'll, we'll find something to do. I think the weather's supposed to be a little bit better on on Friday, and well, it's, it's nice, it's a long weekend as well, so uh, I don't physically go back to work till Tuesday, so um, that's always nice, and then when, and then the kids go back, and then it's really, the run-up to Christmas is on his way. Oh, you're so miserable, aren't you? I, I, I
0: love a water park, me, I like, I, I, I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to roller coasters, but if you put me on a water slide, I'm quite happy to do anything, so I, I'm intrigued by this, and funnily enough, we were talking last week about the, all these videos you keep seeing on YouTube and stuff, but if you get these things on Facebook of these like water slides that have been invented where you go down and then it's really steep at the top. So then you kind of fly through the air and then land yeah, in the pool. Yeah, I I'm saw not... that.
3: Yeah, that was great, didn't it? Yeah. I, we, we were discussing this again today about, well, we'd like to go maybe next year if we went abroad and, and we probably would like to go abroad and somewhere with a water park like that. But I do find that probably maybe I'll do a bit disservice that the uh, health and safety at the ones maybe in, some of these countries is a bit less lax than that we have here so maybe that's maybe a bit of a worse but I think anything seems to go in France Italy and Spain on these things.
0: Well, I've got to be honest uh, there's a place called Siam Park in Tenerife which is absolutely fantastic but uh, one year we went to Greece and we stayed in a hotel where we had full access to a water park every single day and uh, there was one of those slides people have probably seen them where you go you get a rubber ring and you go kind of up the side and then back down. And this is sort of a, a an up and down crescendo sort of thing. And um, there was there was a slide, there was one of these at this place and I was looking at it and, and I kept looking at it all week. And I was like, should I go on it? Should I go on it? Should I go on it? And I kept sitting there counting in my head how long it took to go through the slide. And it was about eight seconds. So I was like, it's eight seconds of potential terror to do this slide. So eventually on the last day of our holiday, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And Hayley said to me, she said, I don't know why you're doing that. She said, because you've got, it's a lose-lose situation. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, because you're either going to hate it and then you w- wish you wouldn't have done it or you're going to love it and you're going to want to do it again and we're going home today. And I said, no, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. So I went on it and I got to the top and obviously uh, I'm a bigger chap um, and I got a fair bit of momentum when I came down the first bit. And my, my overriding memory of it was I just kind of went up up this little slide bit and I looked over to my left and I realised I was very, very near the end of the slide. And I just kind of went, oh, my God, and <laughs> went down and it just went up and down and I was out. And I got down off it and Hayley said to me, she said, I thought you were going over the top there. And I said, well, I said, you were wrong. She said, why is that? I said, because you said to me that I'd either love it and want to do it loads more or I'd hate it. I said, well, I didn't hate it, but I certainly ain't bloody doing the thing again.
3: I'm a big fan, and I did see that when I saw that guy when he sort of goes really high in the air from the top, thinking that would be good. But I'm sure that doesn't happen in the UK. There'd be some bloke saying, "No, get down from there, or the ride's going to be closed."
0: Yes, absolutely. Right, so 222nd episode this week, and at one point this morning, that's the number of unread emails I had in my inbox, which is frankly 222 more than I like to have. Uh,
3: Uh, You one of these people who has who doesn't read them, dear? I,
0: I. no, I I like to have a I like to have none at all. I just like to go in and delete them. You know, I get a lot of um, you know marketing emails and stuff like that, but I I only delete them when I'm on the computer. And if I haven't been on the computer, then they just sort of kind of stay there.
3: When I see some of these people who've got like ten, fifteen thousand emails in their oh. inbox, it, it, I honestly start shaking because I just yeah. can't handle things like that. It's wrong. It's
0: absolutely wrong. I like. To yeah, it is it wrong. Yeah.
3: Them. Yeah. I'd Like to keep it numb. I think I think Hody's one of these people. When I saw his computer, he had like fifteen thousand, and I I nearly had to say to him, mate, just delete them all before I start shaking. Yeah, he might, I might be wrong, so Hody may have already done it, but he, I think he's one in his Gmail. It was like fifteen thousand, and I thought. Whoa.
2: What's the we, point? You
3: see, you see people on their phone, and they've got it. I can't handle. You know, when you get your phone, yeah. you've got an update. I can't. I can't handle having numbers anywhere across my phone. I'm just. Bit anal like that it's got to be blank you know you can't, I can't handle it to i handle. am exactly the same that's oh, why yeah. this show works yeah yeah
0: uh, at 222 is also a number of runs in the score famous in cricket for the pronunciation by the late great richie benno february the 22nd is in many circles thought of as richie benno day which is a lovely touch a great man, a fine broadcaster and I'm quite sure he would have found this silly little podcast quite repulsive. Uh, when I searched for 222 there was a lot of talk about angel numbers as well uh, and I found a passage that says 222 is a message of hope, representative of balance, harmony, life choices, commitment, compromise and trust. It's a sign you can build in your current situation to achieve your goals and more. You might see angel number 222 when you have important decisions, conflicts or changes in your life and, and this week of all that's about one percent of our listeners may know that's very very appropriate right on with the show then and as promised the fa cup is taking center stage and we're going to start with the result of the round from a kent point of view well well not all of kent uh, as Russell, top of the scaffold with three wins from three made it into the first qualifying round with a superb 2-1 win of a much fancied South southeast side ramsgate i was hoping to attend that game but unfortunately i was struck down by a very unpleasant stomach bug towards the back end of last week so rustic's boss jimmy anderson had to make do with a phone chat and I started start by asking about their fantastic start to the season.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great. We've taken K-1 game by um, game, and results have gone really well for us. So, so yeah, I can't complain. It's been a, it's
0: been a great start. Obviously, Saturday against Ramsgate, probably the crowning glory so far to, to beat a team from the league above in the cup. But a, a great day for everyone associated with Rustle. Yes,
1: it's a, it was a it was a great day. Um, Everyone, like you say, for everyone associated with Russell, it was good. The after it. we ain't going to win it. Um, it's good to stay in it. Um, everyone probably thought that we were going to get beat um, against Ramsgate. Uh, as a team, we didn't. We, we felt quite confident that, that we could give them a right good game. Um, and yeah, we ended up beating them. And second half, it was, it was quite comfortably as well.
0: I was, I was going to say, were you good value for the win?
1: First, first half they do what they're, they're good at you know what I mean first half um, it was a game of two halves Like the first half Tommy Taylor and goal pulled off two good saves uh, they take their goal well we probably didn't enter their half of the pitch it was mostly played in our half um, and we rode our luck we've been We've been quite fortunate this season that we've taken the game two teams, um, even though we've gone one nil down. We went one nil down, obviously, against Ramsgate. And then I just said to the boys at half-time, um, do what you're good at, uh, enjoy it, um, play football. Um, I've been saying all, all season, all pre-season as well, Like, there's no team what's better than, than this team. Um, it's more the fact that we're only going to beat ourselves. You know what I mean, if we don't turn up on the day um, and produce what we can produce, then... Then we get beat and, and the attitude of the players in the second half, they come
0: out fearless um, and delivered all the goods. Uh, draw for the next round made, obviously, earlier on today. You've got Phoenix Sports. Uh, probably not the, the greatest tie in the world for you being away from home as well, but it guarantees a scaffold team in the next round.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great for for the league, obviously. Um, from our point of view and from their point of view, it's, it's a tie probably what we both feel we could win. Um, but they're, they're obviously one of the league favourites, but on our day, we feel like we can give anyone a game. Um, and yeah, like obviously, it's away from home. We've, we've been fortunate enough to, to play the last two at home, so, so the fans will travel. Um, I don't know how many, I don't know what Phoenix's crowd is like, but it's fine. Like We'll
0: just turn up and, and play our game. Obviously, last season you stayed up by a goal. This season, you're top of the league. I know it's very early days, but what's been the difference? How come it's all gone so well this
2: season so far? Preparation. Um, Pre season was key. Uh, last season, I
1: learnt a lot. I think I spoke to you towards the back end of the season. Um, it, when you lose, you can uh, either. Like I was in a bad way. You, you kind of turn to different people, ask for advice, sign in players, you panic sign in. Um, the club were really really supportive with me Um, they probably could have sacked me (laughs) I was quite fortunate to keep my job we obviously survived and then I knew what I wanted to do this season Um, I wanted to play my style of football I felt like if I'm going to do it I'm going to do it my way Um, and yeah just preparation in pre-season has been key we've we've recruited really well not names we haven't gone out and uh, signed a load of names we've signed like talented, young, hungry people who
0: want to uh, in a point. So, so, yeah, it's good. And obviously, you move on now the weekend. You, you want to just keep your, your good run going. Obviously, you've got the big yeah. one on Monday, haven't you?
1: Every game's big. Every game's big. We've got Glead next. Then we've got Tunbridge Wells. Then we've got Phoenix. Then I think in the mix, we've got Hill coming up. So, see, every, every game's big. Like, the first game against Wendy's is big. Um, we're deemed the small side... Um, we're a small village side, and, and everyone feels like they can beat us. What's well, fine, we can deal with that. Um, that was the case last season. Hopefully, this season we return a few heads. That's what we want to do. Um, league will be a huge game on on Saturday. I've got a lot of time for league. They were probably my pick last season to to go in and win the league uh, under Harry last season. Obviously, unfortunately, he, he left them and went to Seven Oaks, and he's doing really well there. I've, I've got a really good relationship with him, but um, league, league. Will be will be a good side. Luke Rooney um, will will prepare them well. That be a good test. And then, like you say, two days later, we've got Tunbridge Wells, and that's that's beginning to sound right. Regardless how Tunbridge Wells have started this season, um, when we play them, even if you're not from the area, and I'm not, uh, it's massive. There's so many fans. It's 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 a great occasion. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was there at the home game when you beat them last season as well and, and it was a fantastic occasion and I guess you'd love to go there on, on Monday and, and quieten their fans again, I suppose. Yeah, that, I, I would
1: love to, yeah. Um, we'll take game by game. First is Glebe. We need to, we need to focus on Glebe first. Um, we can't think about some of the at the minute. Glebe is a possible three points if we can get them. If not, then it's a point. And if, if we lose, then... The response then well like then we're asking the question can the boys where well, we've gone unbeaten, can the boys then how long will it take us to get that next win? Is it gonna be the game after? Is it gonna be two games, three games? Because yeah, when you're winning, team talks are easy, um, team selections are easy, when you lose, then then questions are asked are how what's the reason and how did you lose? so, so yeah, like leads first
0: then Tumbridge Wells and yeah, it'd be, it would be great to, to come away from Tunbridge Wells with, with a win. So, yeah. uh, and obviously just finally, I know it's early days and you say you're taking each game as, as it comes, but have you got something in your head that you're thinking this is what you want to do or is the first aim just to beat last season's points total? Um, <laughs> the, the thing I want, I've want, got in my head is I want to enjoy
1: this season. Last season was stressful, um, it was hard. Uh, like I said, I learned a lot. The, the target this season is to enjoy it. I'm loving it at the minute. My players are loving it. The fans are loving it. So long may continue. But that's, like I said, game by game, um, pick up points if we can. Job's ambition is obviously to better last season. Uh, we stayed in the league for the first time ever um, without a reprieval. So, yeah, whatever after that is, is a bonus. And then, yeah, like I said, we're, beat, we're beating teams. And we're winning games and we're winning them and no disrespect to the teams we played but we're winning them quite convincingly with the scorelines um so yeah we've we've just got to take game by game and and we're full of confidence at the
0: minute so yeah well they just stayed up last season matt and and yes it's very very early days this time around but what a start for Russell and Jimmy
3: amazing i love the line where he thought they could have sacked me last season so i don't think he's going to get too carried away with it but um interesting, we, get, we say about pre-season, does it really matter? Clearly it did to him when he sort of got to make sure the preparation was right. Um, I like the line again, he said, didn't bring any superstars in, just people who want to work hard for the club. And there we against Ramsgate. Ramsgate, you know, are a top side in the league above um, who should be looking for promotion. And that is a fantastic result for Rustle. So, uh, I don't, to get into the next round, I don't know if they've got there before, but if they if they get through again, an unbelievable achievement. So, if, and from what I gather from the reports, John, they deserve to win.
0: Yeah, I think so. We had a, a weird bit of chat off the record as well, and he said, you know, second half he, he thought he's excellent. and you kind of said there about his recruitment. I get the feeling he recruited well and he recruited early, and that's where it's really important if you can hit the ground running and get the players in that you want, get them playing the way that you want. And I think it, that was a very he said that a couple of times didn't he about how you know I, I i want to play my way of playing football uh and so far no one can have any complaints because it's absolutely working you know i, I think that the opening game of the season obviously they played Wellington, town and people kind of looked at that result and thought yeah good result then they went to irith town and, and had a good win and you start thinking well actually maybe these are a, a half decent side and, and it's it's just continued but as he said there they've got two huge games this weekend there's obviously got glebe on saturday and then Tunbridge Wells on Monday. And, and and those are where he's going to kind of know where his team are at. That He says they're taking it a game at a time. But if they win those two,
3: everyone's going to be really sitting up and taking notes. Yeah, Tunbridge Wells. Um, the little village in Tunbridge Wells, Rustle. You know, look at the Premier League table. Rustle top, Tunbridge Wells bottom. So it's a massive go from there. Yeah, they've just got to take each game as it comes because they weren't in any of our chapter teams predicting to do well were they when we saw it so um fantastic uh fantastic achievement um they've got to keep going first keep going and just you know if they get a blip you know try again and go again just keeping the momentum going but a fantastic achievement um and uh, for ramsgate a bit of a shocker because i'm sure they wanted a bit of a cut run and i suppose steve lovell Managed in the fifth round of the FA Cup. Was it fourth round a couple of seasons ago? And now he hasn't even reached the first round. So uh, that's football for you, isn't it?
0: It is. And, and I'm sure Ramsgate will be very, very disappointed because, you know, th- we've talked about Ramsgate a lot on this show and, and all their ambitions. And they would have gone to Rustle on Saturday and been the clear favourites to win oh, that game. Massive favourites. And they've come out of it on the wrong side of a 2-1 defeat. And, and and I suppose from a Ramsgate point of view, that, that that's kind of their cup done really now, because yeah, they'll they'll want to do well in, in the Kent Senior Cup, anything, but they're not going to go that far in the FA Trophy because of the, the, the big teams that they come up against there. So an FA Cup run would have really helped them. We we all know the fantastic work that they're doing behind the scenes, everything like that, but it's time that Rams get started delivering on the pitch and and a 2-1 defeat in the FA Cup, at a team in the step below, is not the way to do it for them, is it?
3: It's probably a disaster, really. Um... You, you know the level that i would have thought every um Esbian Premier League team should at least get to the first round you would have thought so getting not getting it knocked out of there is a real is a blow, a blow for them um they've had a good start to the season scored goals but Rustle, you have to say momentum um did you did you expect Russell to beat Ramsgate John i know he's a good start to the season I expect the Rams to have too much for it. But fair play to to Jimmy there. Keeping his feet on the ground. I, I did love the point when he thought they could have sacked me, but they kept with him with him. So, you know, clearly he's got a good relationship with the board as well. The world is their oyster. Again, they might finish middle of the table. They might finish winning the league. But I think they're, they're a club that's enjoying themselves at the moment. And maybe that momentum of staying up on the last day of the season, John, it can work both ways, couldn't it? Well, you're always going to be down there. But clearly, um, it's given them a little bit of a boost and they've started the season so well. And I'm, I'm sure this weekend, if they come back with two wins or if you'd offer them a defeat against Erith but guaranteed to beat Tunbridge Wells, do you think they'd take it? I think they'd probably take three points out, out of those two. But it's interesting. you know. Obviously, we've spoken to Rustle,
0: uh a few times on the show. I spoke to Jimmy or when they got confirmed as being promoted back, what, 18 months ago. Uh, I've seen them a couple of times, and, and it's great to kind of see them growing. And, and, you know, he's been in charge for 110 games or so like that, and I'm sure he's learning as he goes along, the club are learning as they go along. And for me, it's really great to see a team like Rustall body in a few noses. And, and you know, it's it, it's also great looking at it from a Kent point of view, We've definitely got a scaffold team in the next round after this one as well because they're obviously going to play phoenix sports that'll be a big game uh in what 10 days time or so that that'll be a really uh, an interesting game but great for a club at that level to be guaranteed we've got one in the second qualifying round it's superb
3: well, as we said before there could be a weird aside from this level getting to the first round proper so we'd love to see a scaffold team to do that but it's a long way to go but fantastic achievement And I wouldn't have thought there wouldn't have been many shocks bigger than Russell beating Ramsgate in the whole competition this weekend.
0: No, Rustle, one of four Skeppel teams left in the FA Cup. Uh, as we've already heard, they'll play t- Phoenix Sports in the next round if they beat Tunbridge Wells 1-0, thanks to a late Dave Martin goal. Uh, also an upset from Irith Town as they beat Isthmian League South Central side Bedfont Sports 2-1. Uh, their reward is a trip to three bridges. He beat Deal 3-2 on Saturday. Uh, Fisher are the fourth Skeppel side sounding 1-0 winners in a replay at Sittingbourne on Tuesday night uh, to set up a
3: tie with Spellthorn Sports in the next round. Uh, That's City, rest- City Ball 1. we will seem to be a bit lucky to get... A- Replay? Didn't they score twice in the last in injury time? Both game goals. So in the in the original game, Sittingbourne scored yeah. really late, both equalised, didn't they? Both both goals in the ninetieth minute. I I think that, it, was, right?
0: it, it was that sort of late, yeah, wasn't it? So you know they, they were lucky to get the replay, I suppose, in the end, and then yeah. lost at home. So, um, so I'm sure Nick Davis was disappointed with that as well. Yeah. Uh, several of Irishman League South East Sides did make it through though. Uh, Hythe and Sheppey both needed a replay to see a lower level opposition. The Ice winning 2 1 at Newhaven on Tuesday, while a quiet night for Hythe as they beat Rains Park Vale 5 4 to book their spot in the next round. Seven Oaks. Have also made it through with a uh, victory over Merston on Wednesday night in their replay. Uh Chutton, 2-0 winners at Colliers Wood, Corinthians saw off Guildford City 3-0. Cray Valley won by the same scoreline in their game at Glebe, Ashford won 2-1 at Sutton Athletic, and also a 2-1 win for VCD as they travel to Tooting and Mitcham. Also in the hat for the next round were Beckenham. It's been an eventful start for the Becks, who, after winning their first FA Cup game 3-0 at Horsham YMCA, have won the rest of their game so far by three goals to two. Uh, never dull watching Beckenham then. And I spoke to assistant manager Billy Walton.
2: It's been extremely um, pleasing uh, the way we started. Um, <coughs> a few, su- few surprises there when we went to um, Lansing um, with a standard that we was, we was up against um, and, and stuff. And we, we come through it really well. Uh, we dealt with it. Um, yeah, so I was really pleased with, with the start we had. And then obviously Corinthians, the, 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 the second game which was another difficult challenge for us. And uh, we'd come out of that on top. So yeah, uh, pleasing all round really. So I'm not going to get carried away. It's it's, it's only two games, but it's a very, very good start.
0: Um, Obviously you're you're currently top of the league table, but you've also got through in the FA Cup. But your last three games have all been three, two wins. Do you like that or is that a bit stressful for you?
2: No, it's a a bit stressful. I mean, Saturday, in all fairness to K-Sports, very, very much improved side. Um, Ian and George and uh, the Bantons have done a, a remarkable job down there, in getting a very good side together, and I think that they'll they'll do well this year. Um, but we should have won the game four or five nil. Um, you know, we, tactically, I blame myself really. I, I made a couple of little tactical errors at the end of the game because, um, uh, say, Jason weren't there, um, so I made a couple of tactical errors with the last you know three 0 up with the last fifteen. 15- 10-15 minutes, and uh, we we got sloppy and we let them in. And um, yeah, once they got the first one back with with three minutes to go, I, I thought you know uh, we're still we're still winning comfortably. And then we got the other end, and we we try and score another goal instead of you know running the clock down and, and getting everyone behind the ball and making it really difficult and just really you know playing a long ball game and just keep putting it in, back in there. Off, we tried to score goals and. um we committed suicide, and then uh, they broke away again, and they got a penalty, which was, uh, you know, a dubious penalty. But they got a penalty, and obviously scored. And you think, oh no! And in all fairness to them, they really should have equalised. The the best chance for, the, for them for the game it fell to the, fell to a guy in, in um, on the edge of the box, and it, he, he he kicked it wide, and um, he, he should have scored. You know, made it three all. So yeah. I was pleased that, you know, when you're 3-0 up with five minutes to go and you think yourself, and then I was so happy that he blew the whistle at the end. I thought, oh, God, we got through. But as I say, you know, you win 1-0 or 10-0, you you go through to the next round. So it was pleasing to to get a win.
0: How important is the FA Cup? I mean, obviously, you've got through two rounds already. You've got a team in your division in, in the next round in East Grinstead as well. You'd love to go on a run, wouldn't you?
2: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, as I said to you, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but, um, me personally, it's, it's the greatest cup competition in the world. It, I love it. You know, I love the FA Cup. It's watching it as a kid growing up and I, I still watch it there. and, um, I've been lucky enough to, uh, go and watch West Ham win it twice. <laughs> and that
0: was a long time ago. but say, like, so you're um, showing your age there, aren't
2: you? <laughs> I am indeed, yeah. Um, but, uh, Trevor Brookings scored the greatest ever diving in I've ever seen against Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, I've been lucky enough. But, no, I'd love to go on and, you know, and go as far as you can and, and, and then draw, obviously, bigger teams and come up against better sides and stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, we haven't played East Grinstead. I remember playing East Grinstead when I was at Fisher in a pre-season friendly and um, about 10 or 12 years ago. It's a nice place, a nice pitch, um, I don't really know anything about East Queensted. So yeah, it will be a, a nice challenge to go down there and do in our league. Um, so it's free hit for us. We'll, we'll play slightly a different style, um, down at East Queensted. I think we'll be more, more attacking style and uh, a bit more football. So yeah, hopefully it, it'll be an entertaining game and we'll come out on top and, and get into the next round again. And I've said to the lads last year, they made history. Uh, our first time in 94 years and you know, make history again uh, you know they've won they made history at Lansing so you're the first ever group of lads to win a game in this league for Beckenham Town you've made history again make history again in the FA Cup uh, go as the, the furthest they've ever been so I think if we win at East Greenside, that'll be the furthest they've ever been so just keep on making yourself and um, long may it continue And they're a good bunch of lads and uh, and they want to do it, you know? so hopefully we can uh, we can go there and get and get a win.
0: How crucial was it that you kept the the vast majority of the squad that won the league last year? And, and you know they've obviously come up on a high after winning that league, haven't they?
2: Yeah, without a doubt, John, I think that's that's massively important. They're such a good bunch of lads, they really are. You know, last year we got ourselves in a few holes in, in, in games, and we 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 fought our way through it purely down to them that they, they come in at half-time and come on, let's, let's, let's go back out and work on this and, and make us better and get a result and, and they turn everything around all the time and when we got beat, the, the times we did get beat, they didn't lose for the next 10 games, they went on a run and won the next 10 and um, the togetherness is fantastic, I know we lost um, Twindy Tariri from Belvedere uh, but he's the only one, uh, a couple of other lads, didn't want to commit because of uh, Harvey Anifan. didn't want to commit because of um, his work commitments uh, and he didn't want to let the club down, which was fair enough. Uh, and then we brought in two or three players that we see last year along the way that have improved us. I think have improved us really well. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's, it's great to have all them lads back because um, the changing room is so important to me. I, you know, people are signing all these so-called big players for this money and that money but to me if you haven't got a good changing room and they don't want to play for you and they, they're just there for the money you're on an hiding. Um we haven't got that. At our club we've got the whole changing room who want to be there they're not there just there for the money they, they want to be there they want to play for the club they want to play for the manager they like each other we go out quite a lot we socialise together it's a great team spirit there at the moment and it's uh, long may it continue
0: and just fine. Looking ahead to the weekend, obviously bank holiday weekend. A couple of games for you, Sheppie at home uh, on Saturday. A team who were promoted, just like you. And, and then off to VCD on Monday, which is a different challenge because they're a team who have been at this league at this level for a number of years.
2: Yeah, up against some some old foes. I mean, I, I know I know the chairman at VCD very well. Um, I, I know the, the the manager a little bit, but um, that'll be interesting to go there on Monday. But Sheppie on Saturday will be coming up against one of our old foes and um, obviously I know two or three of their players and, and it, will, it will tell us where we are you know this time next week it will tell us where we are you know in terms of um, what we're up against in this league so I, I'm looking for a positive uh, weekend and getting some good results um, and if it don't you know if it don't go our way and we don't get the results then ask the lads to dig in again and uh, we go again but I'm hoping and when I say when I say hope, I'm hoping that we don't pick up injuries because we haven't got a massive squad. and I'm hoping that um players can get there uh, don't have to go to work and stuff like that you know bank holiday Monday, pick have things to do so I'm, I'm hoping more than um than anything else that we can go there and get good can of ourselves and I'm sure we will you know.
0: Where do you think you can finish this season? What's the aim? What are you talking about in the dressing room?
2: I, I not really like to say. Uh, me personally, John, I, I'm in it to win it. Um, not saying that we, you know, we, we are going to win it. Um you know, we might get relegated. But <laughs> me personally, I'm in it to win it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a loser. I'm a winner, and everything I try and do is is to to win. Uh, otherwise, I'm not. I don't believe in that going it to make the numbers up. Why would you want to do that? I, I don't believe in that. I, let's go and try and win it, lads. And let's have a real good go at trying and winning it and, you know, and get us up to the next level. Why why do you just want to go up to this level and stagnate? So, yeah, me, uh, I'd like to go and think that we can go and win it. Um, why not? You know, I'm assistant manager of the club. Uh, realistically, um, top half of the table would be great. But I, I'd like to go and... Um, and challenge. And, and the weekend will tell us. The weekend will tell us we'll, whether we can challenge or not. If, if we get two wins, I think we, we'll will we'll have a very good season. If you get two defeats, uh, it, it might be a bit, bit different. Perfect.
0: Well, we like a team who scores goals on this show, Matt. And 12 in four games is a fine start to the season for them, isn't it, Matt?
3: Yeah. We wanted to know what is the level they played at last season on a par with the scaffold. Um, I think we were. that. Would, if Beckenham were in the division last season, would they have been up there with Chep, uh, Chatham and Sheppy? Arguably, probably yes. So um, we were fortunate that well, fortunate that they weren't, so we could get another side up and they were, were promoted from there. Started the season well, scoring goals. Um, and what he said as well, they're not going to win the FA Cup, but... It's important to make try and make a little bit of history from the competition, which they which they have done. And they go from there. And, it's a, and it's a, I'm sure it's a, a decent tie for them in the next round to be winnable again. So, yeah, they presume under the radar a little bit. We saw them with Chatham and Sheppey going up. Would Beckham be classed as the, the third side that maybe not to be successful? But they've started the season well and you can't grumble with that, can they?
0: No, they really can't. And And I think what was important for them was that they... They kept the side together, you know, and obviously it was tough for them being shifted over to the combined counties league. Had to go places they'd not been before, teams that they didn't know. But I think they kind of used that to their advantage. They won the league. It was their first league title, I think, ever. Uh, And now they're at the highest level that they've ever been. And, you know, they've started the season uh, pretty well, you know, that they haven't necessarily played two teams who are going to be in the league, the the strongest teams in the Eastman League South East. But you can only beat what's in front of you. They've won two games out of two. Yeah, it's three two, but but it doesn't matter as long as you win. And and he says there, he's in it to win it. So you know they're going to give it as good a shot as they can. And, and they've got some very good, experienced players in their team. And and when the going gets tough, that's what they need, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think last season probably helped them in some ways. There was a little bit of travelling they went through, the league they were in. Um, Maybe help the bonders as a bit of a squad uh, from there. And now we are going to play in this division, more local, localish sort of games. But they'll be one of the sides that people will be concerned about, I think. Um, the signings they made, I, I, I quite like. I quite like, like looking at them. I think like the last season when, you know, they were up against. It was, was the combined counties a tougher division than the scaffold? That's what I'm trying to get my head around. No. Maybe we look at the top two. There seem to be more sides. Challenging at that top position rather than in the, the scaffold wasn't there? So they had more, maybe they had more competitive games, which could work in their favour.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's where you're right. I mean, obviously the, I don't think the Combined countless League is a stronger league as the scaffold but there were no exceptional teams, yeah, like there were Chatham Shepian. I mean, even to, down to the final day, I think there were still four teams in the mix, and I don't know if necessarily the teams at the bottom are. I think some of the teams at the bottom may be better than some of the teams at the bottom of the scaffold. And yeah. that's where it's, it's it's more challenging, I suppose. But I think generally speaking, we know the scaffold is a really, really strong league. But for Beckenham to go in there as they did, as a new team that have never played in that division before, it was a challenge for them. And I think they started the season well. They were a team that everyone was trying to beat. and And the fact that they were able to do that despite everything that was going on off the pitch, you know, they had all the stuff with Jersey. Uh, they had all the unnecessary nonsense that we talked about at the very end of the season as well. But I think that, you know, what Billy and, and Jason were able to do was keep full focus on everything on the pitch. And that's going to stand them in good stead.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think. I, I'm surely looking at the fixtures this weekend and we'll see how good the Skephal is compared to the combined counties because they're playing Sheppie. So um, I think that's going to be an interesting game to see where both sides are. At the level, this division. So an interesting week, yeah. Please for Beckham They've been um, always pretty um, pleased with this podcast as well. They're always sort of um, pushing it and there. So good to get them involved. And East Grinston East Grinston must be. They must be in the same division as them in the next round, is it? East yeah, Grinstead? yeah, they're yeah. now. I've, they've got a good chance, I think, tomorrow make it into the second round, and then you get the likes of you know, Welling or big teams around that it'll be. You Know a really good opportunity for them, so yeah. I think, uh, I think they've got a chance there. Interesting to see how they got going to get this weekend. That's an interesting tie, I think.
0: Yeah, interesting. He said about you know he showed his age a bit there when he was talking about seeing West Ham win the cup. Yeah. That's not happened in my lifetime,
3: but 75 King, and 80 that was. So he's yeah. at least well, he's, he's older than us. Yeah, he's um, older than us. Yeah,
0: so what's the first FA Cup final you remember, Matt? Just out of interest,
3: I do remember the 1981 final. Apparently, my allegiance is um, as a child because I watched the FA Cup and I, whoever lost the 1980 final, my dad said I would support Arsenal. And Arsenal. So, that, so that's when I sort of took Arsenal on board. Um, from there, so that was one of the reasons for that. But I do remember 81. So I remember in being in bed for the replay, and you had the radio in there, and I listened to the radio. So I was what five and a bit. So. I remember listening to the, the replay on the radio upstairs, of, and probably shouting down. There'd been the a goal or something, and my dad would tell me and things like that. But that's, I remember '81, so you know, yes, yeah, so that's, that's probably the first thing. I do remember the '82 World Cup, so uh, as well. So I, I, I do that as, as my nana always used to say. I, I always would always rather than read a book, I'd read the football scores from a ridiculous age. So I've always liked the, the stats of football. So '81, yeah, I remember. So you, what was the first one you remember? '86. 87 is my first one, I remember.
0: Spurs I'd have been been a bit Yeah, Spurs commentary, Keith Houching's diving header. Yeah, that's a, uh, I remember you that. You probably, really probably really
3: hasn't gone. been a better goal like that. You don't get diving headers like that anymore. So,
0: yeah no it was the way well, it hit the, it, it, the way it hit the camera as well was
3: yeah yeah
0: absolutely uh, as well as those already mentioned there were fa cup exits on saturday for stansville beating 3-1 at burgess hill and punjab united who went out to westfield let's look ahead to the weekend for those leagues now and it delights me to tell you that it's time for matt to get his map book out as it's the fa vars first qualifying round on saturday so deal town travel to alford punjab united go to clapton lidtown also away at cobham Irith and Belvedere head to East Preston. Irith Town at home to Lockswood. That game being played at Corinthian. Faversham Strike Force meet Horsham YMCA. FC Armstead host Barking. It's Fisher against Oakwood. Lordswood are at home to Crowborough. Lewisham Borough against Broadbridge Heath. Greenways travel to Midhurst and Eastbourne. Uh, Wellington go to oak Kennington head to Salt Dean United, Staples, Monarchs Host, Pagham, it's Tooting Beck against SC Thamesmead, Whitstam will go to Westside, it's Wick against AFC Whiteleaf, and Forest Hill Park go to Worthing United. Anywhere in there you're thinking, where's that?
3: Broadbridge Heath?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. I thought you'd go Midhurst and Eastbourne, and that was the one I had, which also incidentally is it, where- oh,
3: that sounds There must be some leafy part of Surrey, surely.
0: It, well, it's kind of on the Surrey-Sussex border, and that's where Chatham are going in the next round of the FA Cup. So uh, we'll be
3: talking about Midhurst that. Midhurst and Eastbourne, I reckon it's got one pub, shows. and it's I reckon it's got a, a pub and three antique shops.
0: I bet the pub's called, like, the Black Griffin or
3: something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ysbourne, or Midhurst and Eastbourne, yeah. Yeah, Roaring
0: yeah, Fire, you know. The, yeah, you
3: know yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I come from Midhurst and Eastbourne. Easebourne. Yes. Do you reckon which one's better if you had to live somewhere? Would you be living Eastbourne or Midhurst? I'm definitely going. I'm an Eastbourne man.
0: Well, uh, um, it's one letter away from where I currently live, so I'll yeah. be team, team Eastbourne all the way. Yeah,
3: yeah. Eastbourne. Yeah. But, well, yeah, so, well, well, we'll, we'll, ch- we'll chat about them next week, see how they're going against Greenways, but well, I've got no idea what level they play at. But we could excite me next week when we take to Classic them.
0: Absolutely. In the Skeffel Premier Division this weekend, Homestell hosts Beersted on Saturday. K Sports meet Tunbridge Wells. As we'll discuss, it's Russell against Glebe and Stansfield host Hollands and Blair. In the First Division, Brighton Ropes host Snobdon Town. Larkford and New High take on Burnsy and Rochester United meet Brilliant VP. There's
3: more vars. i take on... it, I tell you, John, so I take it that teams get buys in the vars today. Just yeah, like so draw.
0: depending on your previous uh, performances, I was actually quite surprised to see Deal in at this stage. Oh, yeah, that's they've what had a I thought. Good runs, uh, but obviously Tunbridge Wells um, have got a bit of a a run, yeah. and, and Glebe and Stanswell because they both went quite deep into it last year. Yeah. So it's all very complicated, but we'll find out. Yeah, as I we a bit, go surely
3: on. Deal should. I know Deal before gone really late into it, haven't they? Yeah,
0: yeah. i was so. surprised to see that
3: they're in it this weekend, but they go. Tough, and where they're going to? Ulf, Alford, Alford, Alford. Mm. Yeah. Um, but i yeah,
0: uh, there's more of ours action on Sunday. Canterbury at home to Phoenix Sports and a big bank holiday program of fixtures uh, in the Premier Division. of host K Sports. Irith and Belvedere play Welling Town at 1 pm. It's Fisher against Homesdale. Glebe host their tenants, Stansfeld. Hollands and Blair host their temporary landlords. Lordswood, Kellington meet Deal. Punjab United play Sutton Athletic and it's Tunbridge Wells against Rustle as we'll discuss. In Division 1 Larkfield host Faversham from Strikeforce Lidtown meet Greenways. It's Meridian VP against Tutti Beck and Snodden Town against Rochester United. Now one name we haven't mentioned there is Kent Football United after the club announced on Tuesday night that they are resigning from the Scaffield First Division with immediate effect. We did try to get someone uh, on from the club but to no avail so here is the statement uh, that they send out. Dear Scaffield Board we are writing to you this evening with regret and heavy heart of having to withdraw Kent Football United from the Scaffold League with immediate effect. Uh, due to personal and professional circumstances, we're now unable to sustainably run the club, and the assets of the club are being put up for sale. Uh, the Sam there says, uh, I have recently taken up a head coach with the Street United with the entire female selection moving across. Uh, I've removed 95% of the club's volunteer base, uh, including him. He's also started a family, so his time has become uh, more, well, he says less than minimal. Um, we are immensely proud of our club's progress in the last seven seasons and feel we've come such a long way with no support or grant funding or ex- external capital loans. We've achieved everything we set out to and with that hold no regrets for the journey we have been on. There are ups and downs in this game as a football ground landlord and it certainly isn't smooth running over building a ground to the grade we have and playing the FA Vars will remain fond memories and achievements for the rest of our lives. Uh, so it's, it's really sad. Sam McNeil and Roy McNeil releasing that statement there. It's, it's sad to see the club having to put out the league, map and, and it goes to show once again what a labour of love being involved in a non-league club at this level can be.
3: Yeah, it must have been a heavy heart if they would start the season, I presume, at some stage. Um, yeah, Kent Football United, I think they've had some sex. I think we've, we might have had them on the programme or we talked to them about a bit. But, yeah, disappointing. Again, in this day and age, I know the club's for sale. Is anybody going to take it on board? As he said, I think the biggest statement in that is that 95% of the people are the the volunteers, etc. Them getting involved. So, um, yeah, it's it's, a sad state of affairs. But sometimes I'm surprised we don't lose more clubs, John, really. Uh, Well, I hate to say it, but maybe with the financial thing coming up and people having to do things, will this be a start of certain people not being able to afford to carry on running clubs?
0: I mean, this is what the second one we've lost since the podcast starts. Because we lost Thamesmead um, a, few, uh, a yeah, few years ago so. now, and, and it's it's it is really tough. And like you know, being in the in the business that I'm in, I look at the cost of living crisis and I think you know people are going to be knocking things like going away for the weekend on the head quite quickly. And it's there are people out there that can't put food on the table that they can't afford their heating bills and everything like that. So you know you've got to have absolute maximum respect for anybody who is keeping a football club going at this at this time and obviously you need the volunteers and it it just this statement just shows how crucial those volunteers are and and how fragile some of these clubs could be without the goodwill and the love of these people that 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 are prepared to, to to go the extra mile and keep these clubs going
3: yeah it is a labour of love um I don't know how the skeffle will I suppose the skeffle will be disappointed that the season has started and they're withdrawing. Um the arrangement and everything. I see Sutton Athletic will be pleased because they've got a walk over in the vase. But yeah. We yeah, we just have to hope that it's it's a one off. Um fair play to them. They move on to other things. I think Ebbsleep's women team um seems to be a a big factor for the club community feeling they've taken that on Good luck to them and um Shame that Kenford United have had something
0: as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Two lots of fixtures for our Eastman League South East sides this weekend. On Saturday, Ashford hosts Grinson, it's Beckenham against Sheppard United. Chatham are at home to Burgess Hill. Corinthian go to Chichester. Cray Valley PM host Whitehawk. Ramsgate go to Hayworth Heath. It's Hyde against Sevenoaks. Sittingbourne have the first of two Swale derbies at the weekend as they host Faversham and VCD host Littlehampton. And then on Monday, Corinthia meet Cray Valley. Faversham are home to Ashford. It's Ramsgate against Hyde. Sevenoaks meet Chatham. A VCD take on Beckenham. And again, most of the island has been waiting for a Sheppard United host Sittingbourne. It should be a really interesting one that, Matt.
3: I think it will be, yes. A big crowd there. weather's going to be good. Some decent local derbies as you would expect in this division. Ramsgate against Hyde's a decent one as well. So Seven Oaks against Chatham. Really decent games on the Bank Holiday. So if you're not doing too much on the uh on the Bank Holiday Monday, I think um some good games to try and get to. And I think probably Sheppey against Sittingbourne, or Seven Oaks against Chatham will be uh, excellent, excellent results. And maybe we'll know a little bit more on the uh the makeup of the uh, Isthmian League uh, next week, John, again, because I think a lot of teams would have, the league's not going to settle down. For, if I look at the back of them's fixtures, they've got a couple of, after this two games, they've got not playing a league game for about three weeks because of the cup competition. So maybe if you're out of the cup, it seems like Ramsgate, if you play in, get some points on the board, you can make a start, you know, get over the cup upset by uh, winning a few games at the top of the table.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As as Matt said, there's some fantastic games uh, over the weekend. So if you do get the chance to go and see one, then absolutely go for it. And this being Premier League on Saturday, Herne Bay and Margate were both beaten in Essex by Bows and Pitsy and Brighton and Regent respectively. Cray Wanderers beat Craig Canvey Island and Folkestone saw off Wingate and Finchley. Three of those four games ended 2-1 to the home side. Cray's 1-0 win being the odd one out. Uh, Cray Wanderers and Margate both playing on Friday night at Bishop's Stortford and at home to Horsham. Uh, and then on Saturday, Hern Bay host Kingstonian in a game being played at Ramsgate while Folkestone travelled to Billericay. Quite simple on Monday. Cray Wanderers host Margate, Folkestone and victim to meet Hern Bay. Uh, two big derbies there for four teams. You've all had middling starts to their seasons, Matt.
3: Yeah. Um Herne Bay from folks would be a decent game as well, I think. Hern Bay, had that good, good result first week of the season. Again, they'll be desperate to get back at their own. Ground sooner rather than later, playing at Ramsgate on Saturday. That's a decent game. Cray Rondas, I see, confirmed that Gary Lockie has gone there now. Interesting to see how it gets on. Well, Margate got a bit of Friday night football as well. So if you are a football fan, again, look at the game at Canterbury and places like that. You you could probably get your fix Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I'm sure there'll be people out there going to games. So, yeah, it's a long way to go in from that. Um, Folkestone started like a train tuning up early doors, but they got the result. yeah, I think Margate, Friday night football, let I me mean, just see how that gets on at Hearts Park, see if they get a good crowd there.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously it's going to be hard for uh, Horsham supporters to make that trip on a Friday night. But yeah, it would be good to see.
3: I presume it gives the players an extra rest from, from the Monday. Um, uh, I don't know why more clubs don't do it, but maybe uh, the manager, uh, Andy Drury, thinks an extra day could do them a bit of more favour, really.
0: Yeah, we'll see how that pans out for them. Uh, contrasting times uh, for our two National League sides over the weekend. Back-to-back wins now for Bromley after their 1-0 success at Aldershot. But it's two defeats on the spin for Maidstone after they were taken to the cleaners up at Wrexham, losing 5-0 to the title favourites. A disappointing result, that one, Matt. But I guess we saw last season, it's important that Maidstone don't panic, isn't
3: it? Yeah, I, I think they've probably learned, and, and the supporters have got to appreciate as as well now you know back-to-back back defeats nine goals conceded it's a little bit disappointing um Wrexham as probably by seeing if you watch the documentary where i think it's out this week um it may be them classed as underdogs but you know the money they're paying people as we knew last season will be a lot more than what Maystone are paying them they've got a bit of you know they've got a bit of ascendancy at home so um uh yeah again not, they panicked didn't they the board did And Oliver Ash admitted they not panicked, but maybe they made the wrong decisions when they got relegated the last time. So, again, good to pick up some points. Torquay, don't score many goals, I see. Um, So that's a tough one, but Torquay, always over the years when I've seen him against Dover play some nice football, and Gary Johnson's a decent manager. Um, The Aldershot one, probably, you you don't want to be losing to Aldershot because I think Aldershot would be running down the wrong end of the table. Yeah, but I think if, if you offer Maidstone three points out of over the weekend, they'll be happy with that. Well, from a Bromley point of view, two 1 0 wins. Um, Andy Woodman um, will be absolutely delighted with that. And uh, keeping clean sheets is going to be absolutely crucial for them. And maybe last season that was their problem. They couldn't really keep a clean sheet. But now, just keeping that winning 1 0, I think is a good start to the season for them. And maybe got under the radar a little bit, Bromley, as well, from what other people it seems had said, not they? So. I'm sure they'll be out there and uh, up there. Who have they got on the weekend, Uh, Aldershot?
0: Probably. uh, They've got Scunthorpe on Saturday and Dagenham and Redbridge away on Monday. Um, So interesting ones. And and you talk about them keeping clean sheets, but surprisingly, they've brought in another goalkeeper this week. They've brought in uh, Tom Smith from Arsenal. He's been around a few places in the the county, hasn't he? But he's come in. He's obviously going to challenge Charles Cook, who's making a really good start. And when that signing was announced, there were a lot of people saying, well, I hope you're not going to drop the keeper who's kept three clean sheets in four games.
3: Yeah, Tom Smith was at Dover for a bit. It was a couple of seasons ago. He was quite raw, but he had some, um, you could see he had a bit of talent there. I quite like Charles. Charles Cook, you know, he was a good player for um, when he was in the Football League. I think it was with Swindon and Coventry. So, um, he's a decent keeper. So, and well, Andy Woodburn knows more about goalkeepers than I do. So, and Arsenal, clearly Russ Rate smith but Charles Cook is a decent goalkeeper and I think it was probably interesting. I know Dan Wilkes, when he was at Darford last season, he was back in the team, got player of the season for Darford, But Steve King had him in the playoff games, didn't he? So I think uh, Rhys Charles Cook is is a decent guy. We worried about Bromley keep when we did our preview show. I think they've got two decent goalkeepers in there now.
0: Yes, as we just said, Bromley host Scunthorpe on Saturday, go to Dagon Riverage on Monday, Maidstone home to Torquay before a trip to Aldershot. I'm pretty sure those two have been Bromley's last two fixtures as well. Uh, That to Steve's with the National League South, where Ebb Street continues to lead the way after a 4-2 win over Farnborough. Uh, Plenty of goals in the games for all of our teams in that division. It was also 4-2 when Dover travelled to Haven at Waterlooville. You can probably guess who to. While Welling were 3-2 winners at Hemel Hempstead. Uh, Dartford were beaten 2-1 at Taunton, while Tumbridge Angels' first game at Longmead this season ended with their first defeat of the season, uh, beaten 4-1 by Hampton and Richmond Borough. On Saturday, Angels travel to Braintree, Ipswich go to Concord, Dartford host Worthing, Dover at home to Hemel Hempstead in front of their number one fan again, and Welling host Chelmsford City. And then on Monday, we're surprisingly light on actual derbies as Welling head to Dulwich Hamlet, Dartford go to Hemel Hempstead, Tumbridge Angels host St Albans, but I'm sure you are really, really looking forward to your day out on Monday, a genuine bona fide Kent Derby is the leader's Ebsfleet, 100% record at the moment, host Dover Athletic. I bet you can't wait, Matt.
3: Um, it's a good test for Dover. I, I, um, you've seen Sleet, You were impressed with them when they had nine men, ten men um, at Eastbourne. Well, it'll be interesting. You'll be the man to see because you, you'd have seen Eastbourne, you'd have seen Ebsfleet, and in a week's time, you're going to be seeing Dover. And you'll be able to class us where they are within those teams. Yeah, but do you
0: think I'm going to give you a, give view, you a genuine, making... serious answer when you ask me those questions?
3: Yeah. Um, from a David point of view, um, I think it's important they beat Amor Hamstead on Saturday.
0: Is that it? Is that all you've got to say?
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> um, am I expecting David to roll over and beat Um this time at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday? And I have only had one drink. I, I would probably say it will be a shock if they would beat Epsley, but strange things happen. And I have to say I haven't seen Dover win away from home in coming up to it will be three years in uh, December, and the last time I saw him win away was at Epsley. sleep. there you go. So maybe it'll be one of those things. I've got mm. a feeling
0: if you don't see that win on Monday, you might see it the following oh,
3: week. Oh yes, right. we should, and, and I will
0: be there as well, so I'll be able to say that I've seen Dover win away oh, from home as often as you have. So yeah, that would yeah. be exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's,
3: it's, it's I'll,
0: I'll be interested actually to to see. I mean, I know you're going to go there with your Dover Athletic head on on Monday, but I'll be interested to see what you think of Ebbsfleet. I mean, uh, I, I know you've seen a lot. They've
3: had a great start to the season. They score goals. Um, they've got a great squad. Um, there doesn't seem to be any hangover from the, you know, the heartbreak of last season, and that was heartbreak. Uh, if that was me, I still probably couldn't get over it. Um so yeah, they're in a they're in good they're in a good position. And from what everybody seems to see when I talk to them about Conference South, you know, it's gonna be probably between Epsleat and Having and Waterlooville. And Havington and Waterlooville, um probably could have scored four more than four against David. So I think uh those will be the uh, the sides that um, will be up there. But anyway, just to see how Dover get on, and it's a good test for Dover, really. So. From that, is,
0: for me, I look at it that you know, with the way that your Saturday afternoons pan out, uh, you occasionally get to go and see Dartford. You never get to see Epsfleet apart from when they're. No, exactly. Dover. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting for me. You, you, I'm, I'm guessing you've never seen Dennis Catrims Epsfleet. Uh, I haven't so
3: seen them no, at all. I'll so. be
0: interested to see what you think of the way they play football, uh, their flexibility and everything going forward. So I know you're going to go there partisan with your white and black on, but I want you to look at it from a from perspective of a, an actual uh, expert. Well, yeah, well,
3: again, football. I hope I have Dave Damien's. I'd like to shake Damien's hand. We spoke to him a couple of times on the show, so see if he's there and see how he's getting. Absolutely, you know, people know how I like football to be played. Maybe absolutely a different side of how they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that will be, that will be interesting to see that uh, a, a, maybe a, a change, a different type of style. But um, from what I gather, it's it's very easy on the eye, absolutely. And I look forward to seeing that. And, but sometimes maybe that could play in David's favour a little bit if they, if they put themselves around a bit.
0: Yeah, I guarantee you, you will see Damien on Monday and he will shake you by the hand because I saw him last Tuesday and he was in good form. So okay. uh, if you say to your, your, uh, your, uh, comrade in the commentary box you want to see Damien uh, after the game he'll be floating around and I'm sure Damien if you're listening uh, Matt is looking forward to meeting you yep, on Monday yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah it's going to be a, a cracking weekend of football and sometimes I sit here and I look at all these fixtures that we've got coming ahead and I think next week's show blimey that's going to be something else uh, but we shall see how that one pans out but uh, yeah brilliant bank holiday weekend the sun's going to be shining once this rain goes away it hasn't started raining yet but it's it's, it
3: started before. raining here well, oh, it Was did it a bit 20 minutes ago but then it seemed to stop so well, I mean I'm
0: sitting the, the in the basement for now, so I don't know what the weather's like. But yeah. uh, uh, but we shall we shall see how it all pans out. Uh, I suppose with your holiday and stuff, you've just been chilling out, haven't you? So you have just been not been watching too much on the telly, just to, just making the most of um a
3: bit of time we to yourself. We are watching a couple of new things. Um, Hit me. E- Echoes on Netflix, which is one of these uh, woman. It's a twin thing where they keep swapping positions, and it's quite confusing. Now, and we did watch um, uh, another Netflix programme, Uncoupled, because it was written I by... I want to watch that. Uh, it, yes, it, it's quite... Yeah, it's... Um, my wife loves Sex and the City, and the guy who wrote Sex and the City is lit. And it. And it's quite... Yeah, it's quite funny in places. So, uh,
0: See, I, again, I love Neil Patrick Harris because of his uh, amazing performance as Barney Stinson in How I Met Your Mother.
3: So uh, I've never watched so, that. I remember, no, you've I remember got to watch him that. in Doogie Hauser.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he was he was great in How I Met Your Mother. So, um, so yeah, I think
3: it's that's it's, why I it's, it's quite it's only like twenty five minute episodes, which my attention span sometimes is only twenty five minutes these days. So um, it, it's it's, an, it's a it's it's a good listen. I have watched the uh, all the Arsenal one, you know, whatever you know the
2: all, all nothing. I've seen yeah. all
3: that. So a little bit cheesy, but you know. I always wanted to know how I would react in the um, changing room. These things. So when Arteta brings a light bulb out and I, he wants you to shine, I don't know how much people would listen to me. But there's a lot of swearing, and which I think if I was a football manager and people weren't doing the job, I'd just swear at them, which I think does a job. But rather being, but probably I'm old school. Rather than try to motivate them, I just shout at them.
0: Absolutely. Well, he says his suspension spans about 25 minutes. We kept him for longer than that uh, on this week's show, but we will wrap it up uh, right now. I've won a pub quiz tonight, incidentally, between uh, between me writing the scripts and turning up. Just to turn up at a quiz, uh, and there were some people. Any questions you can
3: give me, see if I can get one right. You remember? Uh, do you know
0: what? They did most of the work. There was a, there was a round on uh, beer and wine, which was which was really good because they run the pub. So they obviously uh, did very well. And I suppose uh, what country is the wine Retzina from? Chile. Uh, it's Greece. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is uh, this is actually a Kent centric question as well, which I knew the answer and and they didn't. Uh, the Britain's oldest brewer, Shepherd Neen. Well, that's uh, plenty in Whitstable Yeah, were founded uh, in which year? Was it 1598, 1698, or 1798? I would say 1698. And you would be correct. That would have got you two points, so you'd have helped them win the pub quiz. Right,
3: um,
0: so, so yeah, it was all good. No, so no it, always
3: go to quizzes. There was no answer that was Brazil, and no answer that was Elton John. uh don't know about Elton John. No, that
0: wasn't a Brazilian. So no. Okay. No, they, they did a sneaky on the picture round as well. There were two pictures uh, of Kylie Minogue. One was Kylie in her uh, wedding dress from when she married Jason in Neighbours. And the other one was her as a child. And I saw the one of her as a child and I said, and I thought to myself, that's Kylie. But she was also on the page as well. I was like, There's no way she's there twice. She bloody was. Uh, anyway, you can find us on Twitter at Kent podcast. You can find us on Facebook, search for Kent podcast uh i'm at john pips 81 matt is at matthew underscore gerald don't forget if you like what we do you can buy us a coffee that is uh that link is on our twitter page uh if you want to do that and also do give us a review like like the show subscribe to the show tell your friends about the show there, there are still people out there who don't know that we're here doing all this stuff so if you want to tell anyone who, who you think might like this show them do feel free thank you very much to all of our guests uh, for the time this week thank you very much to you for listening thank you to matt for joining us and we'll speak to you all next week on the
3: Kent Only Podcast. Magical Mystery Tour of Kent I've enjoyed, and I'll continue to enjoy this weekend with trips to Dover and Gravesend.